Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Good to be in God's presence today, amen? Good to be able to come in and enter into a place where we can worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for this house today. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for our pastors today. We're here to celebrate pastor appreciation today. And uh, I have a short message. You can believe that if you want to. I plan on it being short, put it that way. Usually every time I plan on something, being a nice, short little message, then I wind up not being short. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got a couple of scriptures I want you to turn to this morning. First, turn to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Put your thumb there. And then flip over to Ephesians chapter 4. I want to read these two verses of scripture this morning. Anyone enjoy the rain this morning? My yard could use it. Not me so much walking out to come to church, but about the time I walked out the door getting ready to go to the car, it just opened up and just started pouring. So That's just the way it is. Thank God for the rain. Thank God for the sunshine. Thank God for the cold. Thank God for the heat. All the many seasons that we have to go through, spring, summer, winter, and fall, even though even in the natural and in the spiritual, we have the same thing. We have, have springtime in our, in, our, in our spiritual walk and summertime and autumn and winter. All those things that... You know, all the things that we go through in the natural, we, we experience in the spiritual also. Yes. And uh, but that's another message for another day. <laughs> Told you, whenever I want to be keep it condensed, I lay it out. <laughs> if you have your Bibles there at Ephesians chapter 4. Like I said, we're celebrating pastor appreciation today, and we we really do appreciate our pastors. I'm very thankful for them. I'm thankful that they... When I came here, they were wary of me. I showed up with a blonde mohawk. Walking in rebellion. Ready to quit, ready to give up, ready to just lash out at everybody and they love me back. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for our pastors this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 7 and I'm reading in the King James Version. It says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. 
Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it but he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. <coughs> I read a whole lot of word right there and, and, and we could go for a while in, in, in this but I just want to take a few things out of it today verse 11 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists some pastors and teachers now I want to take the last part of verse 8 and gave gifts to men What gifts did he give us? He gave us some apostles and some prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. I'm here to tell you today that your pastors are a gift from God. They're a gift to this church. You know, we have the best pastors any church could ever want to have. And they've been given to, to us to strengthen our spiritual lives and to help us grow into maturity as believers. That's what this verse that I, I was just reading to you said. That we be henceforth no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So our pastors are given to us as a gift of God to help us to grow up to be mature Christians. And, and so they've been sent here to encourage you, to feed you, to lead you, to instruct you in the business of living for God. And if they walk with the Lord as they should, and they do, they'll be equipped by the Holy Spirit to carry out effectively their tasks and their duties. And they'll be a blessing to this church and to your personal walk with the Lord. Now, my assignment here this morning isn't to tell you what pastors are should, are should, what our pastors should be doing. I'm not here to preach what's required of pastor and pastorette. 
My assignment today is to preach about what God expects from me and from you as members of this church, as partners with this church. And this body of believers in our relationship with our pastors. You know, just like Pastor and Pastor Ed have certain responsibilities that they have to do toward this church, we have those certain responsibilities that we have to discharge, that we have to do. We have things that we have to do. Now, I ask you to put your thumb there in Hebrews chapter 13. Let's flip back over and read that verse. <coughs> Excuse me. Hebrews 13, 7. It says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. You know, I just read, you know, these two uh, passages of Scripture uh, this morning, but from these verses I want to share some things about what God expects from our relationship with our pastors. Our relationship with God's gift. Amen. And you know, if I may, just for a short time here this morning, I'd like to speak to you on this thought of how to treat God's gift to the church. And there are some thoughts that, that come out of these verses that I, that I want to point out this morning. There in uh, Hebrews 13, 7, the first word, remember. The church is commanded to remember. And that word remember has the following meanings. To be mindful of, to keep in mind, to think of and feel for a person, to make mention of. So let's take just a minute to consider what it means for the church to remember their pastor. Number one, consideration. To be mindful of, to keep in mind. Think of it this way, just being thoughtful. God wants us to be considerate of our pastors. God didn't send our pastors here to be at your beck and call. He sent them here to feed your souls, to teach you and to lead you into deeper things with God. They were sent here to teach us to grow up and be mature Christians. But a lot of times we wind up being babies in diapers. We still need somebody to feed us all the time and we're messing on ourselves, and we, we need somebody to come along and clean us up and pick us up and burp us and tell us we're good and give us a pacifier. And I'm not going to be mean this morning. So I'll stop there. I'll move on with this thought. I challenge you this morning to be considerate of their time. 
Give them time with their family. Give them time for prayer and for the study of the Word. Be sure to take time to speak a word of encouragement to them. You know, uh, uh, far too many churches forget the load that their pastors carry. And I don't want our church to be like that. Far too many forget how heavy the load really is. You know, there's nights that pastor and pastorette will wet their pillow with tears because they're praying for you, because they're burdened for you, because they're concerned for your well-being and your spiritual situation. Excuse me. <coughs> it's one of those days. There's going to be times when they're not able to be with their family when they would really like to be because they have to be there for you. There'll be times when they shoulder your burdens and they carry them to the throne of grace and do spiritual battle on your behalf and you're too dumb to even know it. I'm speaking from experience. I know that there's been times that I've been too dumb to know that I was in the middle of a battle, didn't understand what was going on, didn't know what was happening in my life. I, all I knew was I was in, in a turmoil and I didn't know what it was, but I had somebody praying for me. And all I'm trying to say is be thoughtful of your pastors. If they make a mistake, forgive. If they fall, help them get back up. Remember, they're God's man and woman. But that's exactly what they are, a man and a woman. And if we'll learn to carry our pastors in our hearts, God will bless their ministry here in this church. Amen. Have compassion. Compassion to think of or feel for a person. You know, simple human kindness. Learn to treat your pastors like you would want to be treated. You know, I've seen people be rude and, and, and dismissive of pastors before. You know, this isn't the first church I've been in. I've been in several, and, I, and, and we have wonderful pastors. And, and, and I've been in churches before where the people are just rude to the pastor. We don't ever want to be that way here. Treat our pastors like we want to be treated. Take care of them. Supply their needs. You know, that's God's command to the church. 1 Timothy 5, 17 in the King James Version, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. 
That word honor can be translated very simply into money. Bless them. You bless them, God will bless you. Galatians 6, 6 says this, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Come by your pastors with a word of encouragement. Let them know that you love them, that you're standing with them in the battle. Be a friend to the man and woman of God. And I'm not talking about trying to be a runaround buddy. I'm talking about just being nice and being friendly in general. Have a heart for what your pastors face. You know, that's like a pastor was reading the verse the other night about the Apostle Paul, about how he was in dangers and in shipwrecks and all these things, everything that happened to Paul, and it goes all the way down through it. And then it gets to the end, not to mention the care for the churches. So remember this, even though pastor and pastorette care for you and they pray for you and, and, and they're lifting you up, They have to live this life too. They have problems. They have things that they have to deal with. They have a human life just like we do. So remember that. Have a heart for your what your pastor's face. Remember that their load a lot of times is a lot heavier than yours. Why? Because they're carrying yours too. So when you think of pastor and pastorette and their family, when you're around them, show kindness. God will honor your efforts to be a friend to the man and woman of God. That last part of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 says, considering the end of their conversation. In that place, it's talking about their life, their everyday life. How their living is affecting those that are around them and, and their spiritual walk with God. But conversation also means talking and speaking to make mention of. So today let's remember to make mention of them. Now, I'm not talking about on Sunday afternoon when you go home and you didn't like the message eating the preacher. I'm talking about praying for them, lifting them up, mentioning their name. You know, one of the greatest gifts that we can give our pastors is our constant, consistent, Heartfelt prayers. Lift them up and love on them. You know, Pastor and, and, and Pastorette have embarked on the greatest undertaking of their lives. They left Chicago, went to Ramah. When they graduated, they could have went back to Chicago. 
But instead they asked God, okay, where are we going? And God sent them here. I would hate to think where I would be if they weren't here. Where would you be if they hadn't obeyed God and came here? Hallelujah. But if you belong to one of those organizations, they come along behind you and they fund you and they get you started and they get you set up. And But pastors didn't have that luxury. And like I said, being pastors in an independent church, a responsibility greater than anybody can really bear alone. So they need you to come along beside them and help them out. Hold up their hands in prayer. You know, just like Aaron and her stood with Moses and held up his hands and enabled him to minister to the people and for them to win the battle. Those folks that sacrificed their time in prayer for their pastors enabled them to be better servants of the God in the church. If you pray for them, you'll reap benefits through the ministry of the word that they bring forth because they'll be empowered by it. God will use them to lead you and to feed you and to bless the church, to bless your family, to bless your life. And so I was talking about financially. If we take care of the financial and the material needs of our pastor, that's great, but if we don't take the time to pray for them, then we need to learn to get in that closet and lift up their names before God and pray for them and ask God to strengthen them. You know, God will honor that kind of sacrifice that we'll make for, for our church. Everything in the church shouldn't rest on the pastor's. 
Pastors shouldn't be concerned with having to try and get everything accomplished and get everything done. We should come along and find places where we can work, where we can volunteer, where we can help out and, and be, be of assistance to our pastors. Come along, find them. Pastor, what can I do? Pastor, what can I do? Let me know what I need to get done. Tell me what I need to get done and tell me when I need to have it done by. You know, if they're busy trying to get everything accomplished, then they can't really get in the Word and, and study and pray like they need to to be able to bring the Word and minister to the people. Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. This is the King James. Says, and in those days, When the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because the widows were neglected in the daily ministration. When the, then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It's not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look, out, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business." But we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So whenever the church began to grow, the early church began to grow and things were things weren't getting handled because the disciples were trying to do everything. And they couldn't do everything. Just like pastor and pastorette can't do everything. So the disciples told them, seek out people full of the Holy Ghost and of good report. We'll set them over this business. Let them take care of these things. It should be our desire to be full of the Holy Ghost and to be used of God. I don't care if you're cleaning toilets, vacuuming the floor, cleaning mirrors, cleaning windows, cutting grass, raking leaves, touching up paint. Whatever you're doing, do it to the best of your ability to serve God. Like I said, get with pastor and pastorette. What do I need to do? What needs to be done? Let us help you to get these things accomplished. And while you're doing it, pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Are you cleaning the toilet? God, touch somebody. They sit on this thing, they feel your presence, God. <laughs> Clean in the mirror. God, they look in here, let them see your glory. Let's do what we can. Hey, we have to laugh. Let's do what we can to ease the burden on our pastors. Amen? You know, we'd do, we'd do well here to allow pastors to have the liberty that God's called them to, to study the Word, to pray, and to seek God's face so that when they come to minister, we receive the benefit of it. Got to share the load if the work's going to be done right and be effective. Hebrews 13, 7, the first part of the verse. Remember them which have the rule over you. I'm not talking about being a dictator. That's talking about the authority that God has placed in the office of a pastor. And a lot of people have trouble with pastoral authority because they've experienced people who've experienced, who, who have abused that. Coming from churches that, uh, where I've, I've been and I've seen it, you know, there's some pastors who... Who, who abuse that authority, they, they, and they do. They, they act like dictators. But 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4 says this, The elders which are among you I exhort, whom am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. You know, the, the author of Hebrews isn't talking about the pastor being a dictator, but he's talking about the pastor being an example. You know, God's placed our pastors in that position of leadership and authority, and it's up to us to follow them according to the Word. You know, that phrase, uh, have rule over you, in Hebrews 13, 7, is a passive voice. These rulers aren't in that position by personal choice. They're there because they've been appointed by God. They've been called by God. They've been chosen by God to walk in those places and to be in those places. It's a call of God and the will of God. And then that phrase, who have spoken unto you the word of God, lets us know who the writer's talking about. Who communicates to us with the word of God, our pastor's. Referring to the men or women of God that preach the word, God's people in the office of the pastor. 
You know, nature teaches us that living organisms have only one head. You know, something that's born with two heads in nature is a freak, and usually it doesn't last very long. It doesn't live very long. And, and the church of Jesus Christ is a living organism. And as such, it, it can only have one head. That head is Jesus Christ. Amen. Ephesians 5.23 says, For the husband's the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the Savior of the body. <coughs> you know, Jesus rules the church through his word and through the spirit. And and but there has to be order in the church and part of that order is having a pastor the leader of the church is the pastor God didn't place the leading and the authority of, uh, of the authority of leading the church in a church board He, he didn't place it in the board of deacons. He didn't place it in the ladies' auxiliary. He placed it in the office of the pastor. We have wonderful co-pastors here. Their duty is to lead. To be an example, like I said through living out the Word of God and following the Spirit of God in their life. And our duty is to fall behind them and follow. Like they follow in the Lord, we follow them. It's our pastor's commission to lead. It's our commission to follow. And I, again, I'm going back to that. I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for dictatorship with the pastor being the head. I, I'm, I'm saying that God will lead the church through, through the man, the woman of God. As our pastors, they deserve respect. They deserve honor. They deserve respectful obedience. Pastors ask you to do something, do it to the best of your ability. You know, they open the word up to us and they try to lead us to, to the green pastures of God's perfect will for our lives. Fall in line. Listen, be obedient. Do the word. Follow God's man with God's plan and God will bless it. And remember this. God placed our pastors in this position and it's their duty to give us the word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. King James. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Everybody likes quoting that part of the scripture. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. But they don't like the last part of it. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering 
and doctrine. Our pastors are here to teach us, to show us what we need to be doing, to, to show us how to walk and show us what we need to do. We need to get on it. My notes are stuck together. That's not good. If I had an iPad, it wouldn't do that. Then the screen would get locked sideways and I wouldn't be able to turn a page anyway. <laughs> There's going to be times when our pastors have to address hard issues. It's a good thing that we can laugh right now because we're getting ready not to be laughing. <laughs> There'll be times when our pastors have to address hard issues and they're going to plow our lives deep and hard. going to be turning over some dirt and uncovering some things and it's going to hurt and it's not going to feel good but you know why they're doing it because they love you and when the word comes our way like that we have to remember that our pastor loves us they have a burden for us and it's their goal to help us grow in the lord and it's our duty as the church to gather around the preaching of the word and to receive it. Do like David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, O God, that I might not sin against you. Our pastors have a burden for us. They want to help us grow in the Lord. And we got to do that. We got to respond in, in obedience to the word of God. We got to follow the word of God. And uh, when it comes our way, when it gets preached, to us you know sometimes it's going to be sweet as honey and pastor likes to preach us happy but there's going to be other times where it's going to cut like a knife but however it comes remember that it comes from the mouth and the heart of a man and woman of God that love us and cares for us and it's been sent by God to feed us and to lead us into righteousness Get behind your pastors. Follow them. Follow the word that they preach. God will honor that kind of attitude. We've got to be responsive to the word of God when it comes forth. You know, whenever I was reading that verse... You know, uh, talking about following after those that that preached the word and and led them. You know, uh, a lot of the folks that they were writing about the, at that time had been killed. They'd already been martyred, and it was talking about them being examples. You know, the apostles, some of those that already passed away, they were martyred for the faith, and and the readers were challenge consider the way that they had lived their lives 
Thank God that we still have our pastors here with us so we can see their example every day. That we can know what we need to be doing so we can see how they're living and how we need to emulate that. <coughs> like I said, we're blessed that our pastors are, are, are here. And the writer in Hebrews tells us how we're supposed to re- respond as to them as the pastor of the, uh, of the church. We're to examine their lives. Oh, no. I ain't talking about being a judge. So I got news for you. You can look at anybody's life long enough and you'll find something to have fault with. Before you can follow somebody, you have to take a look at their walk. And I'm not talking about a call for criticism or judgment, but I'm, I'm following, look at their life. See how they're walking. See how they're pleasing God. Imitate that. Watch them as they walk in, in, in faith in God. Look at the convictions that grip their hearts and and understand the fact that they carry you in their heart. Hebrews 13, 17 says this, Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. We don't like that word. We don't like submit. For they watch over your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. (coughs) Take a look at their life. Watch them. Check the, the, the depths of their conviction, the, the reality of their walk with God, the commitment that they demonstrate, the faithfulness that characterizes their life. The burden that they carry for the church and for the Lord. Look at those things. See that they're God's man and God's woman for this place. Know they're worthy to be followed. They're good guides into the kingdom of God. Worthy of the respect that's due of, as the spiritual leaders of this church. Let their lives be an example of what our walk should be. And an example of what we should be doing. Said there in that verse, whose faith follow? So we're supposed to watch the way that our pastors live and we're supposed to watch them as they walk with God so that their lives can serve as that pattern for us and our own walk with the Lord. Like I said, we're not supposed to watch them so that we can judge them. Uh, Not supposed to examine their lives so that we can find fault with them and criticize them, but we're supposed to observe their faith, observe their faithfulness, observe their example of dedication and service to the glory of God. You know, I, I, I know that that can sound like we're exalting the life of a man or a woman, but that's what Paul was saying. You know, he said it uh, three times. 1 Corinthians 4.16, 1 Corinthians 11.1, and Philippians 3.17. 
Paul told his readers, be you followers of me as I follow Christ. Our pastor's challenge is to live that life well. Our challenge is to emulate that life. You know, church, we're honored greatly. God's given us wonderful pastors, given us a man and woman of God that are worthy of following. He's given us someone who will pray for us, who will love us. I'm speaking from experience. I know. I know that they pray for me. I know that they love me. Like I said, whenever I first came here, I was not. <laughs> Had my hair cut in a high and tight with a blonde mohawk in the middle, and I was a mess. But we have pastors who'll pray for us, that'll love us, that'll tell us the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. Amen? We have pastors who'll carry us in our hearts, that'll serve the church faithfully, serve us faithfully. We have pastors that do so much that only when we reach eternity will we exactly know how much they've done. So saying all that to say this. Protect your pastor's time. Give them opportunity to pray and study the word. Don't expect them or their family to be the center of entertainment for the church community. Every pastor wants to be available when needed, but nobody wants to waste their time. So make sure that if you use some of their time, be sure that it's worthy. Be sure that you do. You come to the pastor seeking counsel, pay attention. Don't come with your mind already made up and this is what I'm going to do. I just want you to tell me it's okay. Pray for your pastors continually. Call their names out to the Father and God will fill them and use them. Pay attention while they minister. During the sermon isn't the time to fiddle with your checkbook, look through your phone, clip your nails, all you laughing, but I've been in churches before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or taking a nap. During the sermon isn't time for those things. Man, man or woman of God, they've labored long, they've labored hard to get the word for you for that time. 
at least have the common courtesy to pay attention. Provide for the needs of your pastor. God will bless the church that blesses the man and woman of God. And please the Lord through your ministry to the pastor. How do we do that? Respect them for the office that they hold. Follow them as they follow the Lord. Help them carry out the Lord's work in this place. You know, we're blessed with great, with anointed pastors. Let's make sure that we do everything that we can to make their work for the kingdom successful. We can all be a part of that. Appreciate your pastors. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you, pastors, for everything that you do for this church. I want to thank you for everything that you do for me. Hallelujah. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.